From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome back to the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. This episode is 131 and I'm talking about motivation and whether you're motivated enough to change, to get over the challenges you are currently contending with, whether it's health anxiety, anxiety, or any other challenges, you have the power within you to overcome these challenges. But my goal with my channel, with my podcast, with my coaching, is to provide you with the tools to overcome those challenges. You need to add those tools to your tool belt in order to overcome and and get to that next stage in your life. So in this episode, I want to tackle why people attempt change and then resort back to their old ways of being. But first, I want to go over your comments on last week's Q&A episode, which was really powerful, and you guys found it to be extremely useful. And Rick leaves a comment on the YouTube video version of the podcast saying, Brad, one of the best podcasts you have made. Great information on how to deal with these troublesome symptoms we suffer from. Stay safe, Brad. Talk soon. If anyone is considering coaching. He is a great tool in understanding this journey. Stay safe, buddy. Thanks again, Rick. Uh, Thank you, Rick, for your comment, and I'm glad you're continuously listening. Rick is a past client of mine, and sometimes we still talk, and he's come a long way. He overcame his dragon of chaos, got to a place he never knew existed, And I saw that transformation in him. And Rick, thanks for commenting. And it's good to hear from you, man. Um, M. Whitehurst leaves a comment saying, this episode is a must save for me. I've been an avid listener and my life has improved immensely because of it. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, M. Whitehurst, uh, for your comment. L. M. says... Have you considered doing live Q&As? I would be all over that. Thank you for this podcast. So useful to getting your life back on track. Um, I would even correct that last statement, LM, and say it's not to get it back on track. It's to get it on a new track, a track that you didn't even know existed, right? But uh, thank you for your comment. And for live Q&As, yes, I am definitely considering this in the future. So never say never. That is something in the works. Um, So let's get into this episode. Are you motivated to change? How motivated are you? Because it's easy to get pulled by your old habits back into your old habits, right? And one of the biggest paradigm shifts I had when I began my recovery journey was that waiting around 
for my external world to change was never going to work. I was always waiting around. Well, you know, someday everything will just work out. It's like that, it never came. That day never came. I was never going to manifest what I truly wanted until I changed my aim, until my until I changed my internal world, until I changed my values. What you continuously act out every day. So the patterns that are mostly unconscious is what you value. And because it's unconscious, so many people are not aware of their actions are contributing to the pain that they're in, to their own suffering, right? And Ian McGilchrist, he, he says something really powerful. He says, the spotlight shining on the stage is where your focus is. That's where your attention goes. That's your aim. And the rest of the stage that's in darkness is your unconscious mind. It's sort of similar to the iceberg metaphor. The, the 10% of the iceberg is sticking outside the surface. That's your conscious mind, and that's where your focus goes. That's your focus. And then the 90% of the iceberg, that's your unconscious mind. And so much of the recovery journey is to get below the surface and to shine that spotlight that's on the stage to other corners of the stage to see what's lurking in the darkness, right? And then when I took responsibility for the disorder, disorder I was in, then my perspective and my map of the world began to broaden. The spotlight started to shine more broadly on the stage. It wasn't so narrow and and fixed. And not only did I find out that certain unconscious patterns I was doing every day was contributing to the chaos I was in, but I could do these other habits and start a routine that would better my life. And that's something I realized when I started my recovery journey. These people who overcame their anxiety disorder, their health anxiety, they adopted new routines. They adopted new disciplines. And a discipline adds order to the disorder, right? Like I said, anxiety disorder. There's too much disorder. There needs to be more structure. There needs to be more order. And when you add a discipline, things are not so up in the air anymore. You have a goal, you have an aim, right? And when I used to suffer, um, there was really no aim. There was no goal. I, the only the, the goal was coping, right? That was the goal. And that was a bad goal. The goal was keeping me stuck, right? And so there was another side to the coin. There was a another area of the stage that I could actually look upon. And that area, as painful as it may be, holds tools and techniques to overcome the anxiety I was in. And so discipline is a structure. Uh, taking on this responsibility of overcoming anxiety, understanding what anxiety is, was me setting an aim, 
that things could be better. And I wanted that desperately more than anything. Well, I wanted it more than anything because throughout my 20s, I felt like time was chasing me like Captain Hook. In Peter Pan, Captain Hook was being chased by the crocodile with the clock in its stomach, by time. That's what happens when you get older. You There's this time element that it creeps up behind you and it scares the living crap out of you because that's the realization of your own mortality, right? There's no escaping that. Even though I was blinded to it throughout my 20s, right? Not, not coming to the realization that I was wasting time because all I was doing was spending all my time on Pleasure Island with my friends smoking weed or eating junk foods or avoiding work, things like that. Because, you know, it's easy in the, in today's society to live in your parents', parents basement until you're 30, more than that, right? Because it's so easy to, right? To do that. It's so easy to prolong that maturation. And so I was always turning away, refusing to see that I could be more than I am now. And I recognized that in my 20s, my early 20s, when I was on Instagram and I saw people getting married or I saw people from high school uh, getting a new car or getting a place to live or getting a job, a dream job. And deep down there was this resentment, this bitterness because it, and it, was, it, it was stemming from a place of where I knew that I, I'm not being as much as I could. I'm not doing as much as I could. And it was because of this strong fear, fear of failing uh, and also the fear of time, time passing. And, and I was blind to, to, to that, to the realization that I was causing my own destruction, right? Because it felt good. Like I was getting so much dopamine from the lifestyle I was living. I was living free and easy, right? And that's promoted so much nowadays with songs and with um, TV shows, people living that f looks 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 like a freeing lifestyle, but in the end, it prolongs the adoption of responsibility. And that responsibility, that adoption of responsibility, is where you find the meaning. So, self being self aware is painful when you get to that point. When I got to that point at the beginning of my recovery, that self-awareness was extremely painful to endure, but but it was necessary. The realization of your flaws is painful. The awareness of all the past things you've done that contributed to the pain you are in is painful. All the mistakes you made, that's painful. This opening up of self-awareness, it sends you into confusion. It sends you into a new world, a new domain. And that's, that's painful, 
because now you have to navigate the world that you are now in. For as an example, when I started my anxiety recovery, when I found out that what I was doing every day, the suffering that I was in was health anxiety, when I realized it was health anxiety, that sent me into a new world because now I had to understand and confront, okay, now what is health anxiety? What is health anxiety all about? Who has health anxiety and overcame health anxiety? Uh, what can I do every day that to lessen my health anxiety? And what are the habits I am doing every day that is contributing to the health anxiety that I suffer from? So this whole new world is painful because now you have to learn everything about this new world and develop a new map of the world. And this opening up of self-awareness is and was for me extremely painful. But it's within this new world you find and you kill off the old unconscious programs you installed in the past. And you and this is where you gather new information that will better your life and serve your higher self. And so change so that the future you will manifest the good you've always wanted. So what does the good mean to you? So what does this good mean? So now you have to define what your ideal future is. With, and I hope you have a pen and paper because you should be writing this down. This is really important. I, I want you to ask yourself well, first write down these questions and then ask yourself these questions. If I can have anything I want a year from now, what would it be? And realistically speaking, what would it be? And also ask yourself, how would I feel a year from now if I can overcome anxiety or overcome this health anxiety, for example? What would the ideal Brad be a year from now? How would I feel a year from now? What would my relationships look like a year from now? What would I look like a year from now? What would my posture look like? What would, how would I interact with the people around me, right? So laying out this future scenario, this future ideal self is really important because you're communicating to the part of yourself that is, is is really looking for that aim, right? The, the you that's in that disorder is looking for that, that pathway, right? And so laying out, you know, what is it that I really want and really specifying what you really want is going to create this vision, this, this manifestation of, of the good that you that you just defined. And then if you put the anxiety of not changing behind you, that will build onto the fire that propels you forward. What would your life be like a year from now if you do not change and you remain suffering? What would your relationships look like if you stayed the same? 
And so this is important because you're creating a hell, right? What does this hell look like to you? You know, you want to create a place so scary that you have no choice but to move from that domain. You have no choice but to change. And that's basically what happened with my recovery is that I I hated with a passion the person I used to be. I hated that person. I had no self-respect for myself. I was unbelievably anxious and suffering from extreme health anxiety every day. I wanted, and my relationships were not working out. I mean, I was out of a four-year relationship with my ex at that point, and that was a terrible relationship. I'm not blaming her. I'm, I'm, I'm blaming myself for being so anxiety-ridden or un, not goal-oriented or staying on Pleasure Island. I blame myself for, for all the addictions that I was grappling with at the time. And so I was in a deep, dark hole and you know, uh, and, and I, and I don't blame, I don't, I'm not too hard on my old self anymore because of the fact that I, I needed to go to that low point. I, it was necessary for me to, to be that anxious and un, and unhappy so that I can be the man I am now. I mean, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be here coaching and creating an anxiety recovery program or creating these podcasts and videos and and bettering myself and and improving as much as I am now if it wasn't for the all of that pain and suffering right and so it's important to recognize okay what what is the hell you're you're running away from really feel that pain right and know that well that's a place where I never want to get back to. I don't like that person. I don't aspire to be that person, right? And, and to remain in that state. And so that's going to drive you forward. To change, you also have to sacrifice the values that you, that are keeping you stuck. So some values can include Dr. Google, Googling your symptoms, relying on the internet, reassurance seeking, avoidance, avoiding work, avoiding situations that make you feel anxious, staying up late at night, too much time at your friend's house, smoking weed, maybe drinking too much. And really ask yourself, and I want you to seriously ask yourself, what am I doing daily that I know I should stop doing. And you'll come up with an answer and you won't like this answer. An answer will come up from your unconscious mind. This is what you should stop doing, Brad. And it's like, oh God, I know I should stop doing that. Oh, it's painful to realize because it's painful to admit to your mistakes, right? And, but if you ask yourself, that's that's a start. You can write that down. What are you doing daily that's contributing to the pain you're in? And you're not going to like the answer, but write it down. And, and that, that's where you start. 
And having a worthwhile challenge to overcome will bring so much meaning into your life. And within that meaning comes the building of self-respect. You'll look at yourself differently. You were able to overcome something that was beyond you, something that was pulling you uncontrollably. You are a marionette and you were able to cut a string. You were able to become more independent and move further along this path. You were able to stumble forward in some way out of this area that you were in. I mean, it won't, you won't feel like you've, you've made it far at first because it takes a while. But I mean, like, you're better than you were yesterday. And if you continue to look at people on Instagram or social media and see the outer onion layer of their life, it'll seem too difficult to attain. So stop looking up to those people and, and feeling that pain and start comparing yourself to the person you were yesterday. And that's going to bring so much meaning into your life. And that's going to build on so much of your self-respect. So many people nowadays are dependent. And, and they're dependent on external band-aids they're dependent on materialistic items to to feel to feel like they're they're someone or to cover up the holes that are there inside them the pain to cope and it's important to break the strings to cut those strings how do you cut those strings well, you find something worthwhile to, to attain. And that's going to bring a lot, so much meaning into your life. That's going to build on your, on your mind. That's going to harden your mind in ways you never thought you imagined. And that's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for being here. Before I end this podcast, I just want to say that if you go to iTunes and you rate and review the Anxiety Project podcast there. And you send me an email at unpluganxiety.com saying that you did that, I will send you a code for my anxiety recovery program for 50% off. So go to iTunes, rate and review the podcast. Let me know that you did that. And I will email you the code, the coupon code for 50% off the Anxiety Project program. And that's that's crazy. And this is for a limited time. So jump on it while you can. And lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast or video. Bye for now. Brad's Powerful Anxiety Recovery Program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project Program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.